Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Today, we're doing a special episode. Uh, yeah, before we get our normal, uh, welcome back one of our uh, another favorite of our show, uh, Valley. Hello. Okay, so we are doing a movie that she and I both have very special affinity for because of, uh, we've had experiences where, and in her particular case, far more like frustrating experiences. We're talking about the movie The Menu from 2022 and uh, featuring Ray Fiennes is the most like the chef that's got the, the, the most anxiety, but also probably the most cathartic ending ever. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And uh, one of the reasons I had to have Valley on, she is about to open up her own restaurant business. Uh, what's it called? The Kraken's Cup. Spelled G-K-R-A-K-E-N-S. C-U-P. Yeah. Kraken, like the big mythical octopus creature in the ocean. Hey, Will, welcome in. Hey, uh, can you guys already... hear me okay? Yes. Yeah, we just started. Uh, Valley's got a, uh, a, for those of you that are listening, Valley's actually waiting for a plane to catch. So uh, we're trying to get her in before we, uh, time's up. But uh, uh, tell us about your about the Kraken's Cup. Uh, yeah, it's a full service English style tea house. So tea and tiny sandwiches for everyone. Uh, I've been trying to get it open for a few years now, and, you know, the world kind of fell apart, but uh, I signed a lease, and I'll be opening uh, here in a few months as soon as construction's done. Hell yeah. Yeah, and uh, what I was like, watching the menu, I was like, this movie is perfect for Valley to talk about, because she knows what it's like to go through the headaches of uh, behind-the-scenes nightmares. I'll be honest, though, if you ever serve s'mores, I may just leave before I have dessert. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tip it special for you. <laughs> there we go. I do. I do. Well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this um, this movie is kind of a. If you've not seen it, pause because this movie you have to watch. Describing it kind of spoils a lot of the more messed up it, details of it. But this film is basically a very black comedy. I I wouldn't call it horror film, but it's 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 it's, very, it's almost the horror film genre. About essentially a uh, restaurateur deciding to uh, wipe out all of his greatest enemies in one perfect meal. So, and, yeah. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna give my history with this film. My history with this film is I heard there was a movie called The Menu, and then completely forgot about it. <laughs> and, then, and then Tom's like, "Hey, we should watch The Menu," and I was like, "Yeah, that's a film." And I went into it completely blind. I had literally no idea what this movie was about until I started it. See, my thing is I kept seeing clips of it, so I knew the ending before I ever watched it because people kept, like, posting clips of it. Um, but then I got to watch the whole thing, and it just made it that much better. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the, rest if you're in the restaurant community, this movie's, like, this scratches a lot of itches. Like, if you've ever you know, been behind the scenes, you know, managing any kind of thing, there's a lot of details to this movie. Just, there's such catharsis for... Uh, hatred of uh people demand with their crazy demands <laughs> oh yeah people realize it really does suck your love of the business out of you when you have to cater to everybody's whims but if you don't then it's kind of like with the uh the critic you know if you don't cater to all their whims then you can potentially be shut down just because of a few people because you know word travels fast so it's it's was really nice because I'm like, you know what? You, you need to be careful what you say because you're messing with people's livelihood. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this film's interesting because it was basically developed kind of pretty much in the, in uh, early in 2020. Like the script was written pretty quickly because the uh, director and the producers had been to a restaurant in Nor in Norway, which has a similar 
uh, idea. You have to go to an island to eat there. But th- then they found out how after the pandemic they were suffering as well. That you know, the idea is these specially themed restaurants and the dedication that goes into the quality and the people who can afford to go there who have no or just completely clueless or yeah, no I mean, I think the most telling scene, I think the scene, the scene that really consolidates the theme of the film into basically one scene is when the chef is berating the elderly gentleman. Regulars, yes. Regulars and saying, look, you've been here 11 times. Can you name one thing you ate here? Just one. Just Just one. And like, she's like cod and he's like it wasn't cod it was a halibut and he's like completely just starts berating her and i was like yeah she's like what does it matter it's like well it matters to the cod or the halibut and it matters to the people who lovingly made it for you like you know take this into consideration yeah i mean and the thing about it is also it's just like the no you do not get bread that's the like like the moment i was like yes yes right because i grew up in a family of bakers people just don't appreciate bread they don't You could just just people scarf it down, and they don't appreciate the good bread or, or or like you know all I want is just keep eating bread. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate good bread, but uh, I, I... Um, my one issue that I had, which I can do this because I'm actually headed to the World Tea Expo right now, and I have a tea house. Um, my one glaring discrepancy in this movie was the fact that when he served the tea as a palate cleanser, what he served was not tea. There was no tea in that. And I think that that was really funny considering he was, you know, this famous chef and stuff. And he served them an herbal tea or a tisane, which had no tea in it at all. But <laughs> the tea. That, that irritated me. But otherwise, it was great. <laughs> but see, I wonder if that's on purpose. Is it once again, he's, I don't know. That was, they, that was you know, we are dealing with a lot of people who are clueless or foodies that don't seem to. That, you know, they're, are they there for the food or are they there for the uh, experience? It's like, you right. can't take pictures. I'm like, well, the guy keeps taking pictures. It's like, Well, that, that, that actually was sort of interesting that the guy was still taking pictures. How much did we want to spoil this? I mean, we spoil every other oh, movie. We, 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 we have to. I mean, All right, well, I've warned people up front. This, is, this movie is impossible to talk about spoilers. Yeah, well, it, it, I'm telling you now, go see this movie if you want to see it. There's huge spoilers coming up. So, Tyler... The foodie who is not quite our viewpoint character, but might as you know, is is at the very beginning of the movie, the the viewpoint character. He knows what's going to happen. He's right? all about it. So why is and I and I kept thinking, and why did he take pictures of the food? Right, <laughs> like who is he taking those pictures for? You know, I thought the same thing at the time. Now that you mention it, because I knew that was going to come back to bite him in the butt later. But yeah, I thought that at the same time. I'm like, wait a minute, doesn't this guy know what's going to happen? Well, I mean, once I once that revelation comes, I was like, why did he take pictures? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, habit, I guess. Cl- I, I, maybe, yeah, maybe habit, maybe just. I mean, I, I, I I'm assuming he's got it back. He's gonna have. He hopes that it will go into like a cloud scenario where somebody will get it later. Uh, but, maybe, but I mean, part of it reminded me of. Believe it or not, reminded me of Hard Target. Yeah, that's was, actually a good comparison. The, the guy was like, didn't quite realize what he had gotten himself into. Right. And this was sort of, and I sort of had the same vibe for a bit, right? Like, especially when they brought him up there and they put made him put the, the chef coat on and all that. I mean, I, I felt some sympathy for certain characters, but Tyler was not one of them. No. No. 
because he really knew what he was getting into. It's like, and more importantly, he brought you know Margot or Aaron, whatever name she, her real name is, and literally that was. If you think about it, okay, so he must have let his ex girlfriend know what was actually going to happen. It's probably why she dumped him. But then he, you know, it, he can't. He couldn't have gone to the restaurant if he had, because they wouldn't take sing, single uh, guests. So he literally brought her. Oh, I don't think he told his oh, ex girlfriend anything about that. She's just a tool. She just fucking bumped <laughs> him. Like, I mean, I mean, that's the other thing. He is probably just that much of a of a, a dick that you, she oh, probably I mean, left him. How did? I mean, how was it described? You know, I'm described by Margot that basically she said, tell me I'm right while he jerks off or whatever. Right. I was like, yeah, that that basically sums it up right there. Yeah. <laughs> tell me that yeah. I'm correct about everything. And of course, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, one of the big twists is that, that, you know, most of the movies really seem from her perspective. That's a play by Anna Taylor-Joy. She uh, has... Um, she she doesn't know anything about this stuff. She's just there because he brought her there. She's you know she's like she's trying being to paid. I mean, she's literally being paid to be there. Yeah, yeah. the reveal is she's an escort. She's not even his. She's not even his real date. He's hired her to come with, him so we can have somebody else. So we can have a you know, a, an an extra person. Yeah. Well, well he because didn't they don't see because, he has to because he can't show up alone because they don't see more. They don't see singles. Yeah, which is. They can see- so, yeah, which... another movie this reminded me of very deeply was Gosford Park. Yes. That, like, that. just sort of how the undercurrent, like, the way undercurrents were presented in the film, right? Because, like, early on, you kind of get a sense of the characters, and as the movie goes on, all the little dirty secrets start to bubble up to the surface, right? Like, like the couple, the, the, the rich couple. At first, they're just the rich couple, you know, the, the regulars, as it were. And I love John, the fact John Leguizamo was in this. Like, I had no idea when I went in to watch it. I love him. Oh, yeah. He was great. And he's playing a washed up actor. And I was like, wow, that's. Um, yeah. He's like, I'm that's an yeah, he's kind of. It's like a take on himself, but uh, clearly he's in worse. His career is in much worse shape. And. Yeah, you know, leg was almost carefully made. Always jumped around his career, so he's never had like a a lull. But the uh, you know they she made that come. Oh, I remember watching his movies when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, I mean that's they're almost referencing. Yeah, he was in the, the Super Mario Brothers movie. That's like, he, movie him. Yeah, he absolutely was in the Super Mario Brothers movie. He just handed his coat to the girl he was with and took off running. It's like, yes, I know, I'm a jerk. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I mean I liked him in Spawn. Well, <laughs> so did I. But I think that's the, they're almost playing off on that fact that he, you know, they they never really give his name is kind of vaguely referenced in the credits. He's apparently to his name is George Diaz, which yeah, I had a chuckle over, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, because we know what George Diaz. I, I know what George Diaz. So, uh, so I uh, let me. Uh, here's what really tied this movie together for me is so years ago, probably nine years, maybe eight years ago now. Uh, I we just had our child. She was old enough to like sit up and stuff, but she was still a little baby, you know. She could eat some solid food, but nothing, you know. She was a baby, yeah. and a friend of ours said, "Hey, look, I'm a big foodie. This new restaurant is opening. We, it's it's really fancy. We should totally go there." And I was like, "I've never done fine dining. That sounds like fun, you know." But I also said, "Hey, I mean, I and others who were there was it was a fairly large party, but it, uh, I and several others said, look." These people have several allergies. We have a baby. 
before we commit, let's call and make sure that that is okay because we don't want to, you know, mess up the atmosphere for others. We don't want to. We don't want them to not be able to accommodate us. Fine dining often has fixed menus. Maybe they can't make mm-hmm. substitutions. I mean, you saw what happened when they tried to make substitutions. Well, I don't want to be strapped to angel wings and drowned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we called ahead of time, months ahead of time. I, I will say, because this was going to be a big Christmas present. So, we, I mean, the, the guy called and said, and, and and the conversation apparently was, oh, that's not a problem. We have high chairs. We'll accommodate your, your we'll do a special menu for you guys, but you're going to pay a premium. And we're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We don't, we don't mind. You know, this is, this is a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And we're like hunky dory. And <laughs> we get there. They, they do not have high chairs. I will say that I spent a lot of the meal with my child in my lap, who was perfectly content to be in my lap. She was fine. But, uh, you know, that was sort of awkward that, you know, Charlotte and I are passing off our child trying to eat and stuff. Uh, they did not, They did very little, if anything, to accommodate any of the allergies in our party. Like, one of our party was allergic to lemons. And we said, very specifically, please lemons are bad please do not bring like the first dish had like lemons in it we're like look hey look i know you've got a fixed menu but please lemon no lemon bad stop yeah we don't want a hospital and multiple times they kept bringing out food with with lemons with pine nuts with 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 Uh... peanuts i mean there was there was just basically there was always something someone could not eat at each course and what that this one poor lady she didn't eat like four courses in a row because they all had lemon in them. It was a miserable fucking experience for, for those people. For me, I was fine. I, I found a ton of food. Oh, this is this is my personal experience with fine dining, John. Oh no, we're talking about okay. uh, our real experiences. Of, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what, although we could break down the courses. The if amused you want. boosh. Uh, yeah. John, welcome. Sorry, uh, we had to start off. She's gonna. She's gonna tell you to take it. To, take it out back. Uh, yeah, Valley's uh, got a flight. She's got a catch soon. Yeah, so that's why we have to start early. How, how much time you got left? I'm actually gonna have to jump off here because um, I hear them calling my flight. So I'm gonna have to hightail it down. Well, uh, once again, uh, tell everybody what's the name of your restaurant again. The Kraken's. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. The website is up. Uh, it's going to be in North Knoxville, and again, it's spelled T H E K R A K E N S C U P, and you can just look that up. It's got an, a dapper little octopus with a with a top hat named Octavius. That's my logo, my mascot. So if you see Octavius, you have found the right place. But yes, be sure you come and, and join me for Tea and Tiny Sandwiches when I open. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Valley, and uh, we'll keep uh, continue on. Uh, have a safe flight to Vegas and enjoy the tea convention. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day, and thanks for having me on. I'll see y'all next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Well, John, you're just in time. Uh, Well, well, we we literally talked about – we let her uh, uh, plug her restaurant because she's opening a tea restaurant soon, a tea house soon, and she she has similar experiences about the – the desire to like the misery that customers can make uh, restaurant workers feel. Which this film is entirely about, basically the the vengeance. If you've ever been that side on one side of the restaurant, you just want to kill the other side. That makes sense. One hundred percent. 
Although, I, I'm going to... You're, you're a little choppy there, John. Smart. Yeah, I noticed. Well, well, I consider myself. Right now, you might want to go into the headset, Mike. I think that's the problem. Yeah. All right. But no, and, and the, the, technical difficulties the show. I, 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 I've been told by some of our listeners they love it when we have these weird little bits in it because it just makes it more like, well, they really are talking. They're not reading the script. It's like, no, this is not scripted. <laughs> I, I've taken notes in the past, but we don't script here. No, this is no, 100% no. raw and wriggling. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like, well, I'm in the same boat. I have like uh, a few years ago, I finally got tested. I found out I'm allergic to like nine things, and like some of them are severe. Like, I can't eat like most fish. I can't eat you know, a lot of green vegetables. I can't eat like a lot of stuff that comes in specific dishes. I can't have. I'm like allergic to it. And I never, so I'm in the same boat. I hate. And, and I always feel bad when I say, well, I can't have this item. So there's a lot of restaurants I can't go to, or I have to be very careful what I'm allowed to eat. And it's frustrating, but that's, you know, and I don't want to, and I also don't want to feel bad for the restaurant if they can't do it. Now, as you were saying, like you, you guys checked ahead, and they someone who told you guys this clearly lied or did not get approval from the restaurant itself. Yeah, and it was, and so I under so while we were very demanding while we were there, I I like to think that because I mean we basically said, look, man, you you've just just can you bring something that she can eat? <laughs> and like we were getting pretty pissed off about it. I mean, the food was really good, but I will I would never eat there again. Like 100%. Because, again, if I had just shown up and been a complete dick about it, yeah, that's on me. But we called ahead, man. So I can understand uh, the head chef of this of this restaurant, Julian Slowick, absolutely snapping and just murdering people. And, oh, man, I, so I, I, I really didn't think of this much as a black comedy, although it had comedic elements. But it was very suspenseful, like, horror film. Yeah, in some it, ways, more of a suspense movie, I guess, than a horror film. But it was just really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of has this weird bit yeah. where you're either going to laugh because it's it's about kind of like you're on the restaurant side too. I mean, just the the idea of what happens if we touch we eat the meat early, like a, a day early, like the bacteria will kill you because that's you know that's part of the deal. It's like you know like. They clearly don't understand how you smoke and age certain types of meat. There's a process. It's got to be done specific or else you, it won't be right. It's like, like those, those little lines, like, oh yeah, you'll just die. <laughs> and I, like I said, I just love the fact that these, um, and really it's these douchebag guys who have made a lot of money and are clearly like, I want to spend all my money on fine dining, which is fine. That's good. You guys keep these restaurants in order, but you don't understand at all what you're doing. <laughs> if they don't want to serve bread, they're not going to serve you bread. <laughs> Yup. I mean, it, can you hear me? yeah, yeah, we can yeah. hear you. And I can. I keep decided to all the things. Well, the staff. I mean, as the lady said, it was my idea to kill everyone at the end of the night. I'm very proud of that. Uh, 
there's just a lot of cult elements. Like, so there is a perception in pop culture that really fancy restaurants kind of have this cultish air about them, right? The head chef is the master and everyone must fall in line and everyone must bow to the whims of the head chef. And, you know, they must, they're, they're making edible art and just, it's very cultish and, you know, whether that's true or not, and I don't know, I'm not a master chef or, or line cook or anything else, but the, the perception in pop culture is there. And I think this is an extreme, you know, flanderized version of that culture is the, the, the staff was all in. They're like, yes, we will make this amazing art out of food. And at the same time, it'll be cathartic because we'll just murder people and it's fine. I mean, our reason to live has been destroyed. We're going to, you know, go out on a, in a, you know, bay. I mean, that there's an, an argument. This is also kind of a mocking of how, like, you know, pretentious some, you know, uh, artists are. The idea is like, you know, uh, I must kill myself because my art has been ruined kind of vibe, which, you know, the, I, like I said, it's it's kind of ripping on different sides. I completely get really the perspective of the of the chefs and the cooks. And I also get the perspective of of the uh, restaurant. She's like, well, we, we're paying for this stuff. Why are you being this way to us? But, you know, it's like I said, it deals with the idea is also you guys don't appreciate what you're getting and you guys uh, have, are taking it maybe too serious. But or, or are you? I mean, this, you know, we got decided this, this fancy restaurant where they live on an island. They all live on the island. They all they, you know, they they cut, you know, they slaughter yeah, was, their own was... animals there. Yeah. Like, like, they're all going to go to the. Because they all go. Because sometimes you tie. I think for the old man. She's supposed to be here. Here to me, you know, the, the, take your hamburger. Uh, that I sort of understood actually. Um, why was she allowed to leave? Because she, I mean, it's <laughs> Randall said it best you're not even supposed to be here today. Um, yes, she, I mean, they, they, they sort of had a moment. You know, she's a service worker. He's a service worker. They both kind of burned out about their jobs by having to put up with jerks. Um, she was, you know, never told about anything. And she is very honest and forthright about things like this is not a meal. This is these accompaniments are garbage. You know, I'm not eating this. This isn't food. Yeah, it's, uh, le- you know. it's on on rocks. I mean, and, and when she's prowling around the guy's house, she sees the picture of him. You know, he's employee of the month at some bur- at Hamburger Howie's, I believe it was called. Yes. And in all the pictures she looks, that's the only one where he's smiling. That is the only one where he's happy. And, and you know, it kind of puts together like he's only happy. Yeah. That, and that's a, that's his secret that he's, he, he worked his first, he worked in like, you know, basically he liked at a Waffle House. You know, that was the thing. Like he was, uh, that was where he started at and that was where he's probably happiest because it was, 
He just liked making burgers. And when she asked for a cheeseburger, you could just see that slight grin he's having. Like, this is what I use. This is what cooking was supposed to be. I mean, and and like the the dilution of the the dilution of food for the enjoyment of food's sake versus the experience or look at the techniques or how, you know, how fancy it is. I mean, it's sort of an empty showiness and empty consumption for the spectacle of it with no love of the actual product itself. Right. Yeah. Glitzy and dread. I mean, this is the, the gold foil tomahawk steak, right? right? Like you don't buy it because it's, the gold makes the steak delicious. You buy it because you can say you bought it. It's conspicuous consumption and gauche. It's super gauche. It's, it's just awful. And like, Anyone who truly enjoys steak for steak's sake is not going to ever get that steak. You know, the one hundred twenty dollar Kobe beef right. burger okay. where they uh, the cow was fed you know specific beer for like months on it. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it might taste good, but really you're buying it just to say you could afford it. Everybody favorite neck and even tell them. There's well, uh, the word. Look, look at me through. So rich. The star of the star of the friendship and then the stick. The blue-eyed boy. Yes. He actually. The chef. Yeah, he's the fanboy. I mean, that's the thing. It's like there's a there's a certain take on the fanboy too. He's he's like he knows what's going to happen, and he's can't wait to for them to kill him. And then finally, you know, he sort of gets his dreams crushed because you know, like he yeah you know, he gets he's like you're going to cook, like, okay, great. And then he basically is like he's like your technique is awful. You don't know. I mean, he basically whispers. He's telling them simply everything you believe is a lie. And the guy just goes and takes himself out. I'm like, it's like, it's clear. I mean, the guy was prepared, ready to die, but it's like, you've wasted your life. All your potential. And I'll ask, I'll ask John, I'll ask you the same question I asked Valley. That question is, why was he taking pictures? Like at the beginning of the film, he's, he's sneaking pictures of the food and stuff, which you're not supposed to do, which they've asked not to do. And after the revelation that, oh, he knew what was going to happen, I, I, I asked myself, why was he taking pictures? <laughs> who, who was he taking those pictures for? Was it just habit? Did he just have to? Um, I guess would be out somewhere. Metal action. Seems to be masters. So what surprised me if- with Josh, just happened there. Yeah, fair. I mean, I kind of took the same things. Like this guy, there is a this. He wants his website or his food blog to get this. In, you know, even if it, this is like his thing, like he's probably got a food blog. He's it's going to go on his food blog. Everyone's going to go and look at it because it's the final meal that that was performed during this crazy. Uh, chaos. Now he could have whispered in his ears. Guess what? Your phone. Yeah, you know, we blocked your phone. 
<laughs> no, what he, well, so the speculation I've read, uh, after I saw the movie, of course, I went back and, and read some analysis stuff. And the speculation is that the chef just said, kill yourself, which is why he says, yes, chef, and walks away, right? And um, that makes his dream, too. He's like, I finally get to work under him. Yeah, and that, you know, that, that that's the whole I mean, I, I will say this. I did not laugh very much during this dark comedy there were part uh, the the part that i laughed at was actually at the very end when <laughs> they're all just sitting there uh margo has left she's she's exited with her burger and fries to go with her goodie bag and the chef is like before we serve the last course there's the matter of the bill and there's a goodie bag you'll find there's some really nice things in there like a copy of tonight's menu and some Handmade granola. I mean, I, I was just like, but he's gonna murder them all. Why is he? Not, why are we? And and they all go with it. Like all of them go with it. And in fact, man, then they bring out the like mush, the marshmallow capes and the little chocolate hats and everything. And I was like, I kind of want one of those. And, and you know, they're clearly putting the graham crackers on the floor. Like you can't make a. I mean, if if the graham crackers are underneath you and they're making s'mores, you assume it's gonna be a fire. <laughs> I mean, that really is my favorite. Bit of well, I mean, he even mean, points out, he's like, you know, if you guys really want to do escape, you could. Yeah. yeah, I mean, by the time, by the time, there's more, the whole bottom was a, bottom was a, island got scared. It's certainly well, possible. I mean, Chef work. yeah. I mean, uh, that it's weird too. I, but have either guys been there? Because they shot it apparently at Santa Ball and a little bit off uh, in uh, Savannah. So this is all like, because I was like, I recognize some of that uh, iconography. Right. I mean, this. Yeah, that's definitely all Sorry, John, you're breaking up. Sorry. I kept wondering, too, uh, did they think this is just a joke? Did they really... Performance art because there is that argument. Maybe they do, maybe they've kind of bought into this is a gimmick. Like, and there it could have been over twist at the end is that nobody was dead. This was all just like some kind of artistic show, and that you know they all wake like at the end there, you know. But you know, Margot's the only one who, I mean, or I guess Aaron, I mean, she has like multiple names, you know, she wasn't supposed to be there. She figures out what she needs to do, which is simply ask for it to go back. And more importantly, she asked for the one thing he's so happy to make, which is that little cheeseburger. And it looks like it's a really good cheeseburger. You know, she doesn't have any weird requests. He just simply cooks a old fashioned, you know, like I approve of her. Uh, I approve of her choice of crinkle fries. Yes. Far better than Julianne. Yes. Um, uh, and uh, well, again, another reason why he lets her go is she's not supposed to be there. She's the only one who actually understands why he might be doing these things. And he's, 
And she's reaching out. She's reaching out to sort of touch that part of him that has withered away and died by asking for real food that she wants to eat prepared with love. Right. Yeah. And whether or not you agree with that statement, that's that's clearly and like and, you, and again, when he's cooking the burger, like, holy crap, he looks so happy compared to a lot of other things. So. Because it's for someone who actually will appreciate Like, he knows she actually is going to eat this and she's going to remember this burger. You know, that's the other thing he's so mad about. Is like that one guy has eaten there so many times. Can't remember a single dish. And this is not like it's something you just come in. Like, it's a complicated menu. It's like every time he's the guy's come, he's clearly just been, you know, only cared about, you know, the, the bill. I think I also I, I have to appreciate I have to call this out. Like as the movie goes on, the little subtitles get goofier and goofier. Like <laughs> the fourth course is by Jared and it's like fourth course, you know, uh, the mess. And it goes through a description of what it is. And then it says RIP Jared or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> that's cool. And then my favorite one is Tyler's bullshit. <laughs> and it's just this complete evisceration of him and i loved it yeah it's like uninspired garbage that's undercooked and overdone and it just it was it was it was amazing and i loved it and then at the end it's like s'mores it's like marshmallows chocolate guest staff restaurant i was just crying that part uh, that was that that part made me laugh. Uh, th- uh, like, that's the great part. This is very much a fuck you movie. <laughs> like, I mean, and, and you know it has a lot in common with another movie we've seen, which is Glass Onion, which is uh, yeah. rich assholes kind of getting what they deserve for being dicks. Um, so oh, yeah, you definitely yeah. <laughs> Miles Braun would have been a guest there. That's you just know that was he would have been one of the guests. And he would have been that – he would have been the one people bitching about the bread. Oh, yeah. And he, he probably – yeah, he absolutely would have complained about the bread. And so I very I very much – did I enjoy this? So let, I think we've talked about the film and its themes enough. Yeah. But the real question is, did I enjoy the film? And the answer is I don't know because all of, while watching it, I just kept going – what the fuck is this movie? Like, that was the most common thing I yelled. My wife was like, what are you watching? I was like, I'm watching the menu. She's like, what's it about? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Because, again, I went into this movie completely blind. And, you know and I had no... And I was just like... I almost invited her. Uh, that's why I invited Valley though, because she has, she's in the restaurant industry. So I wanted a, a restaurant to her experience. But I, I agree, she would have been a good choice too. Uh, and the thing is, like this film is, I, I, I call it a black comedy. You're calling it, like a suspense. It's definitely kind of it fits your you know, your perspective. Have if you've been on one side of the fence, you're going to take it a different way than the other side. And I, that's kind of why I thought this was an interesting film to talk about because. It was weird. Too. This was kind of like a secretly the dark horse, possibly to get an Oscar. Like there was all sorts of talk of this kind of being like this could be the surprise Oscar nominated film. See again, much like, much like uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I don't think this movie really should have been in the Oscar contention. 
it's is it a is it a good movie? I I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I mean, I I I was continually baffled and and confused, but I can't say that I was bored. You know, exactly. I can't say that I was bored at all, even though it was a lot of talking and character analysis, and you know, very few things exploded. <laughs> but I like to point out the cinematography was fantastic. Just those little little details, just the shots of the food, the way they're preparing stuff, and the the, the expressions of the. People like it's so carefully filmed, to, and you know, this is very what I call shooting on a very. I mean, it's a small budget film. You can tell they. I mean, there's money in it. There's there are some major actors in it, but at the same time, you can tell this was made almost like an indie film to an extent because it's you know there's just details that you would get. You know, it, there's the sophistication that this kind of plot doesn't. I mean, you don't need this kind of plot, but it's, it's very much in that kind of glass onion is a good comparison too. Just the idea that it's character based. It's you know low. Low stakes, really, when you think about it. This is, it's, you know, yeah, these are people you don't care if they survive or not. I mean, although, I mean, you, except for essentially Margot, and really, yeah, her, she's the only one who's clearly thinking straight. She's just like uh, Janelle Monet's character. She's like, this is crap. What the hell? You're all idiots. And, you know, the cook is, yeah, and the ship is very much like, And no, the theory that the hamburger was poisoned or was human meat or something, that's just trash. Uh, that's just people trying to find well, more meaning in the movie than there actually is. I will, I will give that if, if he was serving. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, uh, again, I think people are trying to see too much. They're trying to read too much into the burger, right? Like, could it have been poisoned? It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you never find out, and it doesn't matter. And, yeah, like... Yeah. If he wanted her to die, he would have not let her go. If he wanted her to die, he would have just burned her alive with everybody else. So clearly, he's not poisoned. No, he's like, you're leaving because this is not about you. This has never been about you. Basically, this is not about her. She gets to go because she understands and is a kindred spirit. And he really just basically wants a lot of other people to – he he wants revenge on the people who, quote-unquote, ruined him. And she had nothing to do with it. And – you know, yeah, he put her through a bunch of shit, but he was—he kept trying to basically s- figure her out, and that's fine. And I—is I, the burger poisoned? Who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It adds nothing to the story at all. It doesn't make sense that he would do that after it. After I mean, <laughs> he ne- he was never happy she was there, but not because she was there, because idiot brought her there. It's like. Like, this is not about you. The, I had a very specific plan. You're trying to, you're, you're, and you're being as selfish again. You're being even more selfish because you know what's going to happen, and you decided to sacrifice this girl just for your own amusement. So, I mean, that's a, that's kind of another like almost like okay, so the idiot who I just made himself go kill himself, I'm going to go ahead and ruin his plans even further by sending her home. I mean, that's that's the key. It's like, yeah, and when she asked for a burger. He just seems like good. I've got you know this is this is like it's like this is what I wanted. This is what I wish I could have stayed doing. I wish I could have stayed in the grease pit cooking. You know, 
uh, I've always thought of the a thing that popped in my head while I was watching was I I, I loved Anthony Bourdain's uh, shows and he was always very much like I hated you know when the best times were when you worked at a restaurant were when you weren't doing the serious stuff and you know he like one episode like he went to Charleston and the first place he went to was a, a Waffle House was <laughs> just raving how much he loved eating at Waffle House you know, and Anthony Bourdain tragically committed suicide a few years after he did that episode but the point being is like. Cooks do have these weird things. They like grease pits if it's done right. It's and that's the thing. Like this film's getting into this idea is like you don't need this complicated food that takes like years to prepare, or like you don't need this meat that needs to be aged this much time. You could, if you're a good cook, you can cook something good out of anything. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I mean I I get it. I just think that I honestly th- I mean come on guys. Uh, if we would have used it one day early, it it isn't gonna fucking kill you, one hundred percent. That that was just some bullshit she was telling him to basically say, don't touch the fucking meat, assholes. Well, if it's not cooked, I mean the thing is, it, <laughs> all that curry. If, if I mean if you don't also cook you're cooking it right, a fucking burger. That's the point. <laughs> I mean you know yeah you that burger that was clearly raw. well done. By the way, that burger was clearly well done. That was not a medium burger. Um. Anyway, it was fine. Like I, I, I. That think may have been the point. Theory. Actually, you know, that could be the point. He cooked it, even though she asked for medium. He cooked it well to make sure there wasn't any poison. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't. I mean, the whole like, oh, it's where we smoke. But they don't. You don't use aged beef for a hamburger. You just no. don't. And no. I, so I think it was just he had. I mean, they made some ground beef. They made a burger, and it was. And you have to remember, it was also poised as a challenge, right? This was clearly a challenge to the chef. That, hey, maybe you suck, you know? Like, you suck because your food is pretentious and you're bullshit. Well, try not doing bullshit for once and see what happens. And it worked out. And, and he's happy. He's like, I love He like, looked so – I mean, he just looked so, so Content. happy. Yeah. <laughs> making that burger compared to any other moment in this film. Yeah, so, there – like no, he's like, there's nothing. Nobody spent hours uh, on like a prep station preparing this. Nobody like spent, you know, like he's like, this is just I'm just making this burger and these fries on the spot. This is what cooking is supposed to be. Here you go. And she's like, I'll have to go. Thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it was great. And uh... and there also the fact is she probably, I mean, even if she gets on the, you know, she, Coast Guard takes her away, you know, they'll the people will be like, what is the. You know, that that's his last dish is essentially not you know, is going away. So there's uh, there could be the argument that she probably doesn't even eat the thing. Like the police take it for analyzation. Well, I mean, so oh, we've talked a lot about the theories and like the themes, but I want to talk about the aesthetics, the claps. Like at first it was yes. just kind of surprising, and it just got more and more dreadful. As like every time you'd hear it clap, it was just this sense of dread would enter. And I was like, that's actually really well done. Yes. I've been to restaurants where they've done kind of just like attention. You know, like it's. The tension. Yeah. I, I like I said, I really. I agree. Yeah. Uh, but all right, guys, let's go ahead and uh, c- uh, classify this. Is this a good movie, a bad movie or a nerdy movie? Uh, uh, Will, you go first. Uh, I would certainly classify this as a good movie, but it certainly has nerdy elements. Um, yes. As, as John has demonstrated, there's a 
dozens of theories about what does it actually mean and everything. And so there, there, are, you could talk about the little subtle elements in this film over and over and over again. But I, I, I don't. I think that would actually detract from my enjoyment of the film after too much. Uh, but I think it is a good movie. Did it deserve an Oscar nomination? Eh, I don't think so. Did I enjoy watching it? Mostly, but I think more for the, I mean, I hate to say this, but mostly for the spectacle of the film itself rather than the deep motivational themes. So I guess I'm the rich regular couple who's a jerk <laughs> in this movie, but I, I enjoyed my time with this movie. Uh, I don't know that I would have seen it unprompted. So, but overall, I'll, I'll throw it in the good pile. All right, John, what's your pick? Good, bad, or nerdy? Okay. Uh, I'm also going to go with. Uh, I've been sort of bouncing back and forth. This is a good movie, a nerdy movie. It's definitely not bad. This is definitely a movie everyone should at least watch. I I don't know. I mean, I know some people probably would hate this film just because it just it will go over their heads. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with good as well. I think it's in that it's all with it. I mean, but like with this really nice, like a uh, uh, side of nerdy. on it. It's like you can nerd out about this movie or you, or you don't. It's uh, and I think that's going to going back to the, the themes of this movie, which is like you either can appreciate the food or you can eat it. He's like, he's like, don't eat this food, savor it. Like, yeah, there's those themes. But at the same time, is it's also just a movie about a chef killing a bunch of people that pissed him off. And <laughs> and it's also a movie about you know a crazy cult of of cooking. So it's like there's different layers, but I think good is the best way to describe this film. I would never just uh, pile because it's nerdy to some, but not nerdy to others. And I think that's the key about this film. It's like it, just uh, throughout this thing, it's yeah, it, it, it's like the it's the metaphysical salad bar. You take what you want out of it. Uh, but uh, guys, thanks for doing this, folks. This has been the Good, the Bad, Nerdy Movie Podcast. If you have any comments about the menu, please hit us up on our Facebook group, Fans Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Pod. Also uh, on Twitter, Good, Bad, Nerdy, uh, Nerdy Movie Pod. And uh, uh, we, you know, now that we're officially a Spotify podcast, thanks for we picked up a lot of new listeners. Thanks for uh, subscribing through Spotify. If you are also listening to us on Apple or other things, please give us reviews. We love hearing them. We love getting the feedback, guys. Uh, um, I still really want the, the best cloak of It's true. Yep. Um, it, uh, you know, I thought it was really weird at the end when uh, the dead guy came back to life and then Dracula showed up, but that might have just actually been a trailer for a different movie. So who knows? Oh no, that's the menu to the search for more. Uh... Yeah, Renfeld. Because uh, remember, Tyler is coming back in Renfeld. Yes, he is. I'm. Yeah, uh, we really hadn't even brought up the uh, that guy has one of the like the all over the place IMDb. He has a very punchable face, though. I mean, yes, he does. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but he has a very punchable face. Well, if, if uh, it's the stories that Jennifer Lawrence has said, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but all right, uh, folks, thanks for listening. And please, 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 if you're gonna go to a high fine uh, restaurant, don't complain about the bread.
<laughs> Night, everybody. Night. Also, yeah, you know, don't get dessert. <laughs> Night.